It's the week of September 22nd, and this is MASHcast number 134. Another edition of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with Games Industry Public Defender and the Scourge of Iron Forge, Nick Zellenkavage. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yes, and we are back from an unexpected vacation. It's actually not a vacation because vacations are fun. <laughs> that is very true. Vacations are fun, guys. We weren't having fun. We, uh,. Well, me specifically, I ran into uh, quite a bit of hardware failure, and uh, just last week, <laughs> almost last week, I was getting back on my feet finally, and then something happened while we were trying to record that MASHcast, and here we are on a Monday night, recording a MASHcast that should have been recorded last Thursday, so, hi, <laughs> welcome back, actually, it really, so, by the way, this is a this is MASHcast number 134. Uh, you might notice if you're counting a distinct lack of MASHcast 133, and here's why. We recorded MASHcast 133, like, what, almost four weeks ago at this point, Nick? Like, two, three weeks ago? Uh, I think we recorded it back in 2002. <laughs> we recorded it at the height of Gamersgate. That's when we recorded MASHcast number 133, and literally the very next morning. I went to go edit the podcast, and the hard drive just failed. And that was one of the things that I lost. I lost MASHcast 133. So in honor, because oh, it was an awesome one, too. It was a really good podcast. <laughs> and in honor of MASHcast 133, we, there will be no MASHcast 133. We are, returning, we are retiring that number. So we're going straight from 32 to 34. And that's why this is MASHcast number 134. And, uh, yeah, that, that really sucked that we lost that specific podcast. It was August 28th that we recorded that. So almost a month ago. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I, I tweeted out cause I was all excited that the next day it was going to go up and, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. And, and it's, it's been a sad time. Oh, absolutely. That gamers gate shit was ridiculous. I mean, it really was. I watched, I watched the games industry turn on. <laughs> It's fan base. I watched them turn the propaganda machine on and just all cylinders go, roping all gamers together. That was that was real nice. That was a real nice time to be a gamer. You know, going to the sites that you think are supposed to be pro gamer and uh, they're definitely not. They're scolding you like you're a child. But that was then. This is now. Uh, <laughs> all four weeks later. <laughs> all four weeks later. And uh, I don't know, I guess I don't want to get too deep into it simply because I just wrote an article about it. So you can get my thoughts about it. If you go to the site, there's an article uh, talking uh, specifically about, you know, that. And a couple other things. It's definitely been quiet. Uh, it's definitely been quiet on the MASH front. That's because mainly, I mean, it's just me and Nick uh, at this point. And uh, I'm, I was in the middle of dealing with some serious shit for the last few weeks and you know nick is uh you know he's only putting out one wild thoughts a week because he has life too nick's getting married man yeah that, yeah it's hard to, to get married and play wow there's there's definitely a time balance you gotta work for yeah so you know it's a little give a little take that's the core of any relationship right nick well i think i, I gotta say the, the one thing marriage has going for it is there's no 15 dollar a month subscription fee so <laughs> the subscription fee for marriage is much higher that's very true. <laughs> it's a lot harder to cancel. Yes, it is a lot harder to cancel. I mean, you lose half your shit when you cancel it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bigger price to pay, but hey, 
That's love, right, Nick? <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's get into the news bites. Uh, technically, is this the last Mashcast of this month? No. But we no, have one. one well, barring technical difficulty. Yeah, if we record this Thursday like we're supposed to, there'll be one more. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll save, we'll hopefully, and we'll hopefully save the what you've been playing for that. Because my what you've been playing has actually been a little off. Well, yeah, I'll talk about that uh, this this Friday. I guess you'll hear that. So, all right, let's let's get into the news bites, shall we? So, uh, the first piece of news from last week that we were going to talk about uh, was uh, the first news bite was about EA. They are seeking to fix the Sims 4 gay filter. Um, didn't really know the Sims 4 had a gay filter, but apparently it does. If you try to uh, make names with the word, like, that they include the word lesbian, gay, homosexual, or queer, it gets uh, rejected by the Sims 4's public gallery. And uh, some people took offense to that. They, they took offense to that, and now EA is uh, trying to fix it. You know, put that in quotes, but trying to fix it. I mean, I think I understand what EA's goal was to begin with, like, why they would do that because they, they probably didn't want people trying to be offensive, you know, put, you know, calling somebody gay Tony or lesbian Sarah or queer Jake or something like that, you know, and putting them in the gallery as a way to be offensive. I, I don't think they really expected for people to, like, you know, just to want to be able to do that. And I, and I get it. I, I get it. I don't think they were trying to be um, well, non-inclusive. That's the, that's the word I'm looking for. What do you think, Nick? No, that makes sense. It's it's a fine line to walk because on the one hand, you don't want to exclude the people who actually, you know, like if you if you have a character named like, you know, Big Gay Al, is it like, are they, you know, like being like, hey, we like Big Gay Al from South Park or are we like, you know, bagging on Big Gay Al from South Park? Like, you know, it, it, it's 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 one of those things that without context, it can kind of be used either way. And it seems that, you know, I think the filter was actually in place before The Sims 4. I think it applied to some other systems that they had. And so, um, you know, in those cases, it was, you know, in, in those cases, I mean, one of the things The Sims is known for being very gay friendly. You know, you could have, you know, gay relationships going back to the first game. Um, and so I think a lot of people... You know, it's one of those things when you have a, a game that's friendly to the community like that. You know, they get a little surprised when it kind of turns on them, and it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. And I think it's just the issue is really just context. How do you know when a character is legitimately named gay, or when a character is somebody trying to, you know, be a bully? Um, I don't know. I mean, this is one example why developers shouldn't be playing nanny. You know, let the community decide. Like, set up a voting process. If a community thinks that a name's offensive, get it out. You know that that's the thing. Like, don't don't play nanny. It's not your job. Just make the game. <laughs> make the game. Let the public do what they want. I yeah, but, was, uh, okay. No, the thing is, I don't I don't think it's quite that easy because, again, like it's all about context. And you, you I mean, fundamentally, I don't even know if you would trust the community because, again, like you know, how many times do people vote on something without having all the context, and they can get riled up to, oh, you know, this guy, you know, this name is pejorative when it's not. Um, because the, you know they may not have all the information. They may not care to have all the information. Oh, we do it so. every four years over here. Exactly, exactly. So, um, no, it, it's 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 one. I think it's it's one of those problems where, you know, even if they decide, you know, we're just going to let all the names go up, then that's a, you know they're still, you know, at that point, then they're tolerating stuff that they maybe don't want to be tolerating. But in this case, they kind of you know dialed the you know they dialed it a little too far forward. They need to kind of step back a little bit. There's 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 a happy medium in there. It's just you know they just have to to work for it. It's not it's not something that I think they can easily find. Right, right. Okay, so our next piece of news is uh, Walt Williams, the writer for Spec Ops: The Line, is leaving uh, 2K Games, and that's really sad because that game was really really awesome and the story was really awesome. I mean, I mean, did you play it, Nick? Yes, yes, I did. Dude, that game was the first game that ever made me feel bad for the choices I made or for the actions that I, 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 I took in that game. 
And when you can write a you can write a shooter like that, you know that, that game definitely did not get its due. It did not get its proper due because uh, the, the 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 story and the writing for that game was was really good. I mean, if you get to the end of that game and you don't feel some type of way, like you missed it. I think you missed it. Personally. Yeah. No, that was a, no, that was a good game, and and well, he said he he's going to work on like indie stuff, like he's kind of get just getting out of like the AAA arena. Right. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, yeah, he's not completely gone, but you know, I like Two K as a, you know, as a as a publisher. You know, they they push out a lot of good stuff. Bioshock Infinite, Spec Ops: The Line. You know, like they're yeah, like this, they have the talent. It's, it's just sad to see him leave that triple a feel because now he's you know he's going andy so he's not gone gone but the resources that he had with 2k like i seriously doubt he's going to be he's going to have those resources again unless he makes an indie studio and it kind of blows up and then you know 2k publishes it andy you know or whatever i think i think he'll do fine i think as long as, long as he, he i mean i mean he was more of a writer not so much a programmer so i mean you know, as long as he comes up, he hooks up with a good team. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next uh, news bite: NBA Live 15 delayed to October 28th. I believe that's two weeks after uh, NBA 2K comes out. 2K15. And uh, you know, EA saying they they're pushing it back because they want to put more polish on the game. They want to give you the best EA, uh, NBA experience possible. But, I mean, like, in this case, EA, you need to come out first. Because once 2K comes out and people are satisfied with that, unless 2K fucks up. And, I mean, they could fuck it up. There's a possibility. But when if 2K comes out and it satisfies the masses, like, who's going to go back and buy NBA Live? Like, who's going to go back and buy another NBA game? I, I mean, I guess outside of like those diehard fans who are like, I don't care, you know, it can come out in a year from now, I'll buy it. Like that's the NBA Live doesn't have diehard fans. <laughs> the NBA Live yeah. is trying to get back into the game. Like EA gave up on NBA, on NBA Live, and now they're trying to revive it. And you got to be ahead of the curve. Like when NBA Live came out, it needed to have better features, better gameplay, you know, better graphics, better everything to keep people from 2K. But they just don't. They don't have it. They're they're just trying to get a foot in there, you know. It's like imagine now if somebody made another football game besides Madden that was actually licensed. That Madden's thing is that you know they they cut the balls off of the 2K football because they 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 yoked that license up. Um, but like you know, imagine if they didn't do that, <laughs> and somebody and somebody or or I should say, man, imagine if the license goes up or, or the license is up, and somebody else makes a football game. Madden already has the stronghold in there. That football game has to be incredible. You know? Yeah. Football game has to be incredible. And NBA Live just isn't hitting that mark, so. Mm. Oh, well, we'll see what happens on October 28th, apparently. Uh, last news bite is that, oh, well, there's a rumor that Warner Brothers is preparing a new online service. Uh, and it's similar to uh, Electronics Art EA Access. That's the rumor, and I mean this is true. I can totally see it. And actually, the rumor is that it's, kind of, it's called WB Play, which is a logo that is already uh, on. I think the box for what is that? What's that game coming out? Something of Mordor, Shadow of Mordor. Yes. Oh, that's doing release October thirtieth. That's next week. Jesus. September thirtieth. September thirtieth. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's next week. I was like, I'm looking forward to that game. We'll see what happens. Okay. Excited. All right. Um, obviously, I wasn't looking that forward to it. I didn't know when it was coming out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, if we see WB do this, I mean, I, I really don't want to see all the publishers come out with this service because, like, no, I don't want to be subscribed to you. I just want to buy the damn games, you know? That's all I want. I just want to buy the damn games and be done with it. I don't want to be married to you. I don't want to be married to your service, you know? The thing is, though, like, Steam is so ubiquitous at this point. Like, I mean, I know, like, okay, there's some stuff on Origin that's not on Steam. Like, okay, I get that. Some but, stuff. All like, the best games. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it, it's, I, I see why they're doing it. Like, everybody else has a service. Why can't I? But 
everybody else has a service. We don't need yours as well. Yes. <laughs> like just, just, you know, but you know, the, the, the almighty dollar will, uh, will dictate what happens here. So, yeah, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they just, they always try to find new ways to take your money. That's what they want. They want to find new ways to take your money. So big surprise there, right? No, it's not, not a surprise. Uh, yeah, but that does it for News Bite. That's under 10 minutes, Nick. Oh, we could have talked about something else. Nah, we're, it's like 10 minutes and 48 seconds. I'm, I'm going to count the uh, the intro about there being no mash cast for like a month. That's one of the News Bites. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we still broke 10 minutes. <laughs> now we did. Thanks. All right. So let's get into our actual topics and. This is a topic I was actually angry about on Thursday, but now the flare is kind of gone. <laughs> <laughs> the flare is kind of gone, un- unfortunately. Um, so <laughs> I titled this part "Quake Has Its Balls Removed" because I was I was uh, pretty I was pretty upset. Um, so what has happened with Quake? Well, for those who so I guess some people don't even realize that Quake is still out there. They may not realize that people still play Quake, but there's a service called Quake Live that you can... Uh, actually, a lot of people play Quake on, on Quake Live. Uh, but they made some big changes to the way the game plays. Uh, one being that um, you can uh, change your weapon, like your the, like the weapon you want to spawn with. You can change it. Like, it's not the default weapon. You can have whatever your favorite weapon is and spawn with that weapon. Uh, There are timer icons to indicate when, uh, you know, power-up items are available. Uh, There is an automatic bunny hop. So, for those who don't know, bunny hopping allows you to gain speed. Those are major changes because a big part of learning how to play a game and being good at the game was how well you could do those things on your own especially like the the weapons loadout thing is a big deal because in 1v1s uh or even team deathmatch huge deal was keeping weapons away from your enemies so on top of remembering when power-ups were going to spawn you had to remember when weapons and ammo and things like that were going to spawn you can actually starve your enemy out of a match because you had all the weapons and now your enemy can start with their favorite weapon. Now, Nick did point out to me that, you know, it, uh, it is optional. Like, that you can change it so that you can go to, like, you know, a classic mode. But the thing about games like Quake and Unreal Tournament and Arena Shooters, like, you want to encourage people to get better at the game. And by making things too easy, it doesn't encourage somebody to get better. You know? encourages coasting you like you disagree nick well you know it's, it's it's funny that that we're talking about this today because um i was reading a uh, some for a forum post about uh warcraft to, to you know tie back to that because i always have to um but uh no there were there are some concerns with there's some concerns with respect to warcraft about uh on the uh the beta for the the upcoming expansion with a lot of the tweaks that they're making uh, some of the leveling before level 10, um, it gets it gets very difficult. And so then, you know, some of the people are saying in the forums, like, you need to fix this. You know, you don't want to have the early game for people, you know, getting, you know, still leveling up to be, you know, running into a lot of difficulty and leaving before they actually get to the part. Get to the, get, they, they play enough to get hooked on the game, basically. And then you have all the other people who are like, you know, we played back in vanilla and it was much tougher. And like, you know, you, you earned your levels and all that other stuff. And this feels a lot like that similar argument that, You've got people who are coming in, and especially because the shooters evolved so much since Quake, you know, was you know cutting cutting edge. Um, you've got people coming in, and th- th- effectively, the the learned skill set that they have for shooters is not the skill set that they need to play, and so that learning curve, you know, where, where whereas yes, yes, theoretically, at the end of the day, you know, if you learn to play Quake properly, you will be a better you know, sh- you know, first-person shooter, like, yes. But 
if it becomes too frustrating and you just give up, then that cuts then that cuts the people off from playing all together. And especially, you know, especially for you know an arena shooter like the game is all about the community. If you don't have the people playing it, then you know it's just you and one other guy. Like that's not an arena shooter. Like so, you need to make sure that the game can sort of foster and build and retain that audience. And if they need to make these changes in order to allow that to happen. You know, yes, that 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 kind of hurts the 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 cap of the end game to a degree, but at the very least, there's still you know people playing Quake. There's still a Quake game to go on, uh, as opposed to it just kind of you know like you know, you know drifting off into the sunset. See, I don't I don't think that this is going to draw many new players. It's just going to tick off the players that are already there. <laughs> I mean, playing like playing an arena shooter, period. At this point is a completely di- is a different experience than most shooters that are out right now, almost all shooters, simply for the fact that your health doesn't even re- doesn't regenerate. There's no recovery mechanic. You know what I'm saying? There's no comeback mechanic. There's no perks. There's no g- grenades. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... You know, you're not going to drop a grenade when you die and blow the other person up, you know? And that's a huge difference. Like, Quake or Arena Shooters in general is, all, is about speed and accuracy. And tactics, like reading your opponent and knowing what they're going to do before they do it. You know what I'm saying? Reading your opponent and figuring out what their weaknesses are. Are they weak on the left? Are they weak on the right? Do I get them from above? Like, you know, all that stuff comes into play. And no, 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 I shouldn't say no amount of nerfing, but this amount of nerfing isn't really going to help. That's the thing. If you need help, if you need a, a timer icon to remind you that the power-ups are up, no, you're you're already dead. Like you that's the thing, like you're already dead, or you know, you're already you're gonna be too late, or you know, it's yeah. I mean you could you could have downloaded an add-on to, to track that in the old days. So I mean at this point they're just building that in. That's true. You could have done that, but most players that I know really didn't. It became a second part of you like once you you started to get this feeling like once you know it, it was time to, to to get the power-ups you know you'd be on a certain cycle and do that well that was another tactic throwing somebody off the cycle you know what i'm saying like if, if it was on your timer they didn't necessarily know when uh you know when, when it was coming up because they're like man people were so exact with that like people i remember seeing people do one v ones and fighting over a space with nothing there, and at the and at the moment that the well for UT that the keg would spawn or the amp would spawn, that exact moment somebody would bam pick it up and then go about their business. You know what I'm saying? Go about the rest of the match, like it was down, you know that far. And I don't know it just uh it I guess the big one of the biggest problems that that it it promotes lazy playing. I guess you know what I'm saying. It's like training wheels. You got to get the game is too old to have training wheels at this point. You know, anybody who's playing Quake, I shouldn't say anybody. Most people that are playing Quake are going to play it competitively. You know, when Quake Live was resurrected, you know, when Quake was resurrected with Quake Live, it was the competitive community that drew that, not casuals. And Quake is not a casual game. And these are some very casual features, especially the automatic bunny hop. Please, that was a skill in itself, you know, and it's taken away from the skill part of the game. But, but you know, like, like I said, it is an option, so I seriously doubt the people who play seriously will, you know, play like that. So it is just a lot of complaining. It's I don't know. You you don't see though like something can happen where like okay you'll get the general masses coming in they'll play on the new with the new rule set or whatever but then like as people get into the game they're gonna be like oh wait a minute there's this whole there's this whole other group of people that are playing at a much higher level with some old school rules that are just super badass like in a way doesn't it almost add some mystique to that like oh yeah you know okay yeah, I mastered you know the timers I mastered the bunny you know the automatic bunny hop and all that but no let me let me get into this and actually like you know get in with the people that have been doing this for years and, and know their shit like maybe I mean you have to be a certain of a certain mindset to do that you really do this, like, you know, like Quake isn't some undiscovered country that people don't know about you know what I'm saying it isn't some underground game 
that people don't know about. It's been around for quite some time. When people look up Quake, they will see people playing without timers, without automatic bunny hops. So they might think that bunny hopping is automatic, but they find out it's not. You know, and spawning with you know your default weapons. They know like you. There are there are years of videos for that. Years of videos for that. Versus some like you know this isn't some just like some underground indie game that people are finally discovering you know the hipsters are discovering it's not that that's not what's going on with wake you know if anything i'd say it, it's old enough that it could theoretically be rediscovered uh maybe like, I, I i guess so but quake live like it's been in gaming news like it's you know like it's 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 not you know in the top spotlight but it's definitely in there like people know what that is so it's just the, the the old grizzled veteran and me complaining. <laughs> That's what it is. In reality, there's nothing wrong with it. That's why I can't be bad about it. I'm just like a, I'm just I'm just gamer old <laughs> at this point. You're too mellow today. I don't like this recording on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually that that is a good point. Like Mondays are like meh, you know. Mondays suck. Or Thursday, by the time Thursday rolls around, I'm all riled up and shit's on my mind like i I was much angrier on thursday when we talked about this yes you were (laughs) i was just kind of like whatever now i've had the weekend to mull it over (laughs) it's like "Eh, whatever so oh yeah so i guess switching the recordings to mondays are out (laughs) yes because that you know you don't have to defend anybody no no you're 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 not really attacking anybody yeah yeah I love everybody, man. <laughs> so it's all good, man. Uh, okay, so let's see. What's next? Um, the FBI uh, are looking to help fight game developer harassment. Uh, which, that's a good thing, right? You know, because game developer harassment is... Uh, I don't know, man. It, it is reaching some scary levels. You go from... Uh, Telling people to go die in a fire. Ooh, excuse me. Just choked on something a little there. <clears throat> Professional podcasting, geez. So, <laughs> so you, you know, you you go from telling people you hate them to telling people to go die in a fire to, you know, sending bomb threats to somebody's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that, that's a bit much, and nobody should have to live with that. I think, you know... Having somebody say something on Twitter is one thing, but having somebody actually, like, threats that could be legitimate, that that's a totally, totally different story, <laughs> you know? Uh, and it looks like the FBI is looking to help with that, as they should. I mean, that's kind of what they do. Well, one of the things that they do. So, well, Nick, what are your thoughts? No, it's, I mean... You know, it's easy to kind of tack this on with a lot of the Gamersgate stuff and a lot of the threats. But I mean, but even then, like, I mean, like, you know, Sarkeesian, she's not a developer. She's just a, you know, she's a member of the, you know, she's a journalist or, you know, or, or, you know, a talking head. Like, I mean, here, you know, I mean, you know, this goes back to like the stuff like after Adam Orth made the comment, what was it, just deal with it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we can get so impassioned and I shouldn't even say we, cause I'm, I'm doing, you know, kind of like, but there, there are people that get so impassioned about like def- defending their, their games as it were. And they, they get so riled up when it seems that people are, you know, threatening them to any capacity, be it, be it as an outsider commenting, be it as somebody who works for Microsoft, you know, with, with perceived control over the coming systems, um, you know, be it for, you know, just a, you know, a developer who just is very brash and opinionated. Um, you know, I mean, look, we, you know, you know, Phil Fish was run out of the industry for, you know, you know, for, for the most part. I mean, you know, you know, he kind of brought it on himself to a degree, but at the same time, like, you know, that shouldn't happen. Like, you know, and it's, it's kind of a shame. I mean, you know, you go to a place like PAX or, you know, you go to a lot of like the game jams and you see everybody and there's, there's a real sense of community and you see the, the developers are excited to be showing people their games. People are excited to be playing the games. Like there's no, you know, there's no hostility. There's no antagonism. And yet, yeah, this, you know, this happens online, and for the most part, it, it is, you know, talk is cheap, and, you know, 
you know, there's, you know, tweeting at somebody, you know, you know, telling them, you know, to, to die in a fire or whatnot. There, there's no, there are minimal penalties for that. And it's, it's very easy to do that. But if you're, you know, if you're posting, you know, people's addresses and, and making threats, you know, like I know where you are and, and when you're going to be there. I mean, hell, they freaking got, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the, the one Sony CEO's plane diverted because yeah. of bomb threats. And that's, I mean, it's 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 you know it's it's kind of unfortunate. It's it, you know it's one of those things where it, it would have been nice if, as the community, we could have policed this ourselves. But no, we actually had to go and get the real police involved. <laughs> and you know that that's unfortunate that it came to that. But uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully this will kind of you know go away. Pe- people will start to realize that you can't do this. I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing. What was it? I saw something about uh, there was like a 15 year old kid who was going to jail for like three years because he called the SWAT, a SWAT team on, on, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he actually did it on another gamer. Like he was, he, uh, somebody was streaming online or something. And he Wasn't called the SWAT f- I'm pretty sure that article was fake. Oh, well, never mind. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that article was, um, was, uh, satire. Okay. I might be conflating several different articles <laughs> um, and they might all be satire. So, <laughs> Yeah, I do believe. Ooh, Quake Live is on Steam. Downloading. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch. You're gonna you're gonna play it. Yeah, this way you'll be all riled up on Thursday. What have I been playing this week? Quake Live, and it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh. Oh, uh, but yeah. So uh. Yeah, yeah I don't, don't believe that article was satire. Sorry. <laughs> well, but 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 still, the point stands. Like, don't don't be dicks. Like, just you know. People are going to do things. There, there are right ways to, and wrong ways to disagree with people, and, and anything, anything that can, you know, potentially bring the FBI down on you. It's not like this is like a governmental abuse of power. Like if you're, because the thing is, like they don't know, you know like how do you know the difference between somebody who's just talking shit and somebody who's actually like, no, I'm actually going to come kill you. Like you can't. Again, it's all context. It's context, and and you know the government, just like EA with the Sims, is is erring on the side of assuming like, no, you you're being a dick. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Nick's right. Like you do go like when you, like you know when we went to like the Philly uh, Dev Game Jam or uh, the Philly Ga- uh, Dev Night or PAX or you know just different events. Even you go to you know uh, Winter Jam, uh, sorry uh, Summer Jam, Winter Brawl, Evo stuff like that. There's a huge sense of community there. The problem comes when people talk over the internet, and that's that's kind of. You know the issue there, because a lot of those people who you do see at PAX are probably the same people who are doing the the stuff over the internet. They just would never do it in real life. You know, I don't even know if it, it's. I think it's one of those things too, where it's not even that they wouldn't do it in real life. But I, like I, I remember um, the, when we last talked about this, it was right before PAX, and I, I and it was an offline conversation. But I was telling you, I was like, I was concerned that you know with Gamers Gate happening and then PAX happening like here's an opportunity and pax is very you know the the pax tends to be you know fairly forward thinking um when they you know when they want to be um you know they have they have a lot of you know uh you know they have some panels about like women in games and stuff like that and i was thinking like if if here's an opportunity for like you know the games you know sort of the, the, the games fans that are you know affected by gamers gates to actually publicly and and personally confront the media that they feel is attacking them like PAX would have been ground zero. Like it happened at the exact right time in the midst of all this and nothing happened at PAX. And now, now, you know, you can say that, um, what was it now? There were a lot of people who were saying like, Oh, that's because they were all shut down or whatever. And that nobody was allowed to, to speak. But I think a lot of it is that once you get there and once you get to the, like when you actually deal with somebody, it's not even that you lose the balls to be like, Oh, you know, you know, you're being an SJW. Like, no, you realize like they're actually a person. They're not just, you know, like, I mean, okay, sure. You see the little, the picture that goes by their bio, but when you're reading, you know, somebody's thoughts, maybe even if you're watching a video, like it's not the same as actually dealing with them and being able to talk to them and actually understand, like, they're not just, you know, maybe they are pushing an agenda to agree, but they actually have some foundation for that agenda that they're not just arbitrarily trying to like take your games as it were. And I, I think, yeah, you know, it's one of those things I think when you're actually face to face with somebody, it's not, it's not even that you lose, you know, I, I think it's just easier to see their side of it and actually deal with them more personally. The whole, you know, 
a discussion has to go very, very, very far south before you get to the point where you're yelling at somebody to die in a fire to their face. Like, <laughs> not, not that that doesn't happen, but you know, there's just you know, it's one of those things again because you know, it, again, like you were saying, like with with the internet and it's all words and it's just it's so easy, it's so easy for words to. To, to carry a different amount of weight than intended and it's a lot easier for you know confrontations to escalate as opposed to in person right yeah <laughs> oh i found something i want <laughs> i want to bring up because i was going to end that topic anyway okay uh, so you know how i just said oh quake live <laughs> let me let me download it i uh scrolled down through the reviews right there's one with a thumbs down and i'll kind of like the way this guy started it. It's not recommended. Uh, yeah, this guy played for one hour. <laughs> okay, apparently he is a Quake 3 fan. So he says, I feel, like so- <laughs> I feel like I just saw someone kill my dog while another guy held me down and taunted me about it. <laughs> what the fuck, id? That's okay, so that's how he starts it. And then he goes, he talks about the past of Quake Live. Quake Live was free to play, well, Quake. Uh, specifically an updated version of Quake 3 with some balanced tweaks and weapons and... I'm sorry. With balanced tweaks... Yeah, sorry. With some balanced tweaks, the maps from Team Arena and the console ports built in and some new ones as well. They did some sanitizing like removing blood and gore, but the the fast and frantic action you wanted was still there and in all the game types you could ask for. The problem is this wasn't making money. Offering fun and cool stuff for free, and then also offering the opportunity to spend money to expand your gameplay experience should have been enough, but it wasn't. Why it wasn't is another conversation entirely, though clearly someone up at Bethesda felt the solution lay somewhere within the product itself, not the delivery. Now that quick no, sorry, now that Quake Live is finally available to to oh, okay, sorry, to a much, much wider audience with the Steam launch, it has also come with major changes to the base gameplay that radically alter the, fu- alter the fundamentals of how Quake Live plays. These changes are pretty terrible. In all game types outside of Clan Arena and Duel, you will now choose two weapons to spawn with. Previously, you would pick up your weapons in the environment like any other arena shooter. This piece alone removes all the emphasis on item and map control. That's what I brought up, right? Item and map control, and entirely... <laughs> And entirely, oh sorry, and entirely in shoot dudes. Okay. Yeah, so he, that was his typo, not mine. Sorry, I was a little confused. So, uh, and entirely in shoot dudes. While this may sound like a fine change to the uninitiated, part of what makes an arena shooter stay out is the emphasis on outthinking your enemy and outplaying your enemy rather than outshooting. If you were in control of the items, you could turn things around that otherwise would be dire. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Without that mechanic, fight plays out very similarly all the time and it gets old fast. Premium members can host servers. Premium members can host servers using the classic rules. I am not a premium member. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But these servers are far and few between. The payment plans for premium membership have noticeably been changed with the release of this overhaul and for the worse. Don't bend over and take it. If I ever play another game with the Quake name and C loadouts and damage numbers flying out of guys when I shoot them, I'm fucking done. <laughs> and the comments, loadouts and an arena shooter and Quake, oh wow. And then this next guy, rip Quake 3, long live Quake 3. And the last person says Toxic Win. That's the other arena shooter that's coming out soon. See? Now! have a reason to be upset <laughs> okay <laughs> now see i didn't know that like i was i was actually gonna load this up well i will have a chance tonight but i was gonna load it up tomorrow but like that's kind of shitty like you have to be a premium member to use classic rules they don't have classic servers available that's bullshit see that's bullshit right there these people aren't even going to experience or no like they're not even going to have the opportunity to experience playing classic if they wanted to unless you have premium members that host servers and i'm pretty sure oh actually i have to double check but you, when i hear the term host servers that usually tells me that it's not free so i wonder if it's a price on top of the premium servers that's bullshit it really is they're they're killing it to try to make it more accessible for new players but it's not gonna work because the core gameplay is too difficult 
And on top of that, exactly what he said, without map control, without those aspects of the game, it can get very boring. It can get very boring. Fuck it, done. I'm Nick. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's what I was worried about. So I, I'm still going to check it out. I don't know. I may play it and it may change my tune, but I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to like it. Basically, it sounds like they took. Well, I mean, I guess it's not entirely paywalled because I guess if you know of premium, like it's the, to host it, you have to be a premium member, but you can play on the server just as a regular member. Yes, you can. So that said, there's not a lot of premium servers, probably because people aren't willing to to pay for that yet. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see if this actually. Well, I think we'll know we'll know soon enough because either this will turn the, the you know I don't know I don't, I don't think Quake Live was in like dire straits or anything, but either they'll start making a bit more money here or. Um, or they'll realize, like, this was a mistake and we should open this up for everybody. Dude, Quake Live better not be in Dire Straits. Do you know how cheaply you can host these servers? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that should be expensive. No. No, I'm saying it is extremely cheap to host these servers. Like, to run Quake, to run a Quake server, dude, like, fuck. You know, how old is that engine? They didn't upgrade the engine that much. Like, have you played Quake Live? No. Okay. Have you seen, you remember what Quake looked like? Yes. It looks like that. it looks a little better but like still that's the thing like it has that original feel to it still with the 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 simplification well actually no i mean most of the simplifications are are just sort of tactical like the loadout isn't explicitly gameplay like control wise um the bunny hop though that actually affects the controls they're not like trying to like position themselves for some kind of like tablet launch at some point are they no there's no way if they if they did that, I'd no, I'd oh. You'd be angrier. I I don't know what I would do. I I don't think I'd know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know how to respond. I would not know how to respond. I'm trying to think how to respond right now. I don't know. <laughs> like how what would I do? Uh, the memberships actually don't look that bad. It's five dollars a month. Uh, it's five dollars a month for monthly, twelve dollars um uh every quarter if you want to, or thirty six dollars a year. That's actually not that bad. I'd have to see how the server plans are because I mean, if you have to host your own servers, which still should be pretty cheap, like is it worth thirty five dollars if you play if you play you know, on a regular basis. At $35 a year, I'm pretty sure that that's probably worth it. I don't know, that seems kind of fair to me now I'm thinking about it. The pricing. Not the fact that the class, that there's no classic, uh, you know, servers available, or you can't make a classic server unless you're a premium member. You should you should start a charity that just buys premium memberships and then opens up classic servers and just floods the service so that they're they're widely available. Oh, why? So people won't play it because it's not easy mode? Well, you know, this way people can learn properly. It's like buying it's like buying school books for kids. You want to make sure they're they're growing up and learning right. Oh. It's like with other games that have hardcore modes, like I mean, less people play those hardcore modes. They play the wrong way, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Like I I'm, my anger has subsided. I'm done. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You're right. I do just feel very mellow. I, you know what? I think I ate a big meal, and that's the problem. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like, uh, yeah, let's, let's podcast. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, next topic. Esports are not a sport. And this comes from, uh, who is this? Was it uh, John Skipper? Skipper? Yeah, John Skipper, yeah. John Skipper of ESPN. He says, uh, it's not a sport. It's a competition. Chess is a competition. Checkers is a competition. That's what he says. And I 100% agree with him. Esports are not sports. Like a game like League of Legends, uh, not a sport. Counter-Strike, not a sport. Unreal Tournament, not a sport. Because a lot of it is, it's a competition. It's a lot of thinking involved. It's not very physical. You know? There's a lot of thinking involved. Even in shooters like, you know, Unreal Tournament or, or Quake Live, there's a lot of maneuvering and strategy and outplaying your opponent. 
So I, I, I completely agree. It is not a sport. It is a competition. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What do you think? What I, what I kind of don't understand is that, like, okay, I get, I get, like, esports are not a sport. That's why we have to call them esports. If they were a sport, then we would just lump them in with sports. I don't think there would have been an issue. Um, but what I, what I, what I kind of don't understand is why are esports taking off? That are the shooters, that are the the RTS games, that are the MOBAs, and you know even some of the the card games like Hearthstone. Like, why didn't why isn't like competitive Madden a thing? Like, what do you what, mean? Like, 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 I don't know. I'm always hearing about all these, you know, like like Dota and League of Legends and, and StarCraft, and you know, and, and you're mentioning like you know Quake and Unreal and like all all those games you know, as far as being esports. But how come like the actual like like I feel like yes, like those are different enough from our traditional view of sports that there's no art you know, the, the, there's there's no argument. The, the lines aren't blurred at all. But like I feel like if you were gonna be like, well what if we had like a Madden league that we aired, you know, like two hundred and fifty six games on, you know, seven you know, thirty two teams, you know, sixteen games a week, um, you know, on ESPN and you're watching football, but it's all with, you know, it's all virtual football. It's not the actual thing. Like, why isn't that caught on to any degree? Because at the very least for the casual fan, like, you know, I remember complaining about the Dota special because if I come in and I don't know what Dota is, like, I have no idea what's happening in the game. And they didn't really attempt to cater to that at all. But, like, I know, you know, like, as a, again, as a casual fan, like, I know how football works. So if I get caught watching somebody playing Madden, I understand what's happening. I may not... You know, I may not have the same understanding of like the controls and stuff and, and what they're doing, but the output of, you know, watching, you know, them throwing a pass and then, you know, that either being intercepted or caught or, you know, the touchdowns, like the mechanics of the game itself, those are all direct analogs. So how come like there was never any traction for that on, on the, the literal esports front, like for, you know, a game that exists in reality as a sport? but just virtually represented, like how come that never gained any traction? Uh, I think because we already have those sports. Like, I think, like, you know, watching, uh, I mean, I mean, you raise a good point. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's because we, we actually already have that stuff. And if people want to watch the real thing, they'll just watch the highlights. So, man, so fundamentally, man, if you have if you want to play football, your really only choice is to play Madden because you're not actually an NFL player. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to watch football, then you're just going to watch the NFL, and Madden's just a complete two-bit ripoff. It's like why nobody watches the Arena Football League. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. That's what I'm thinking. But, but uh, yeah, I do think, yeah, like, in order for something to be, something like for it to be e-sporty or, you know, like when I used to play uh, Unreal competitively, or uh, Counter Strike competitively, we just called it playing competitive. We didn't really call it. We didn't call it esports. <laughs> I only do you play Counter Strike. Such kid. a catchy name. They just uh, put E in front of it. Yeah, like basically you would. I didn't like. Hey, you in a clan? Like, and you're like, yeah, well, okay, you guys, you guys, you would name a league. You're like, do you guys play on Cal? Do you play on TWL? Um, you know, where, where do you guys play? Like, oh yeah, we're we're Cal O or we're Cal M or we're Cal I, and that's how you determine their, you know, how good they were as a team. You know, so but now it's kind of like, oh, you're an esports player. Like it doesn't really, or e athlete. Right? That just sounds terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even like e fleet, like that's 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 that's, that's, that, that, that's, yeah. that's up there with mathlete. Yeah, <laughs> and and I say that as somebody who was a mathlete. So, oh wow, Nick, keep that in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's I mean, it, it is a competition because it's more about thinking and strategy and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't say I do not. I do think he's absolutely right, and I don't think that it needs to be justified as a sport. It is what it is, and it can be just as great. So, that, that's that. But that that said though, like ESPN has no problem airing competitions, <laughs> so I yeah, mean, that's yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah, they'll probably do. I'm 
pretty sure they're going to do the Dota thing again. Yeah. They, they like the results, so. They air the they air the uh, what the hot dog eating on Fourth the Fourth of July. Yeah. They'll they'll yeah, if it, if it'll make them money, they'll air it. Yeah. All right. So while we were talking, I was kind of going through the new Steam interface. Let me tell you what they recommended to me. <laughs> okay. Star Wars Jedi Outcast. Okay. Nice. No, because I own that game. <laughs> they recommended Quake. They recommended Half Life. We'll see what else. Those are all good games. They are. They recommended Unreal. Let's see. Still going. Are they recommending stuff that's all like 10 years old or older? They recommended Singularity. Like, they're recommending stuff that's not new. Stuff that's super old. And I've already played. But do they, is it in your library? Because might, they might just be like picking it whatever's not in your backlog at this point. I think they are. You own all the games, so this is this is what's left. Uh, let's see. Okay, they recommended Wolfenstein. I used to like... I, I liked the Steam interface just fine. I liked coming to the front page and seeing what was new. But now, that's like really... That's really small. Oh, this game. What was this game? Ooh. Something Striker. Wasn't somebody complaining recently about... Like, Steam doesn't do a good job of, like, promoting these smaller developers. Yeah, somebody said that. That was that was a couple weeks ago, or more than a few weeks ago. Like, uh, when when did they say that? There's this anime-looking game that looks kind of cool, but there's no pictures of the actual gameplay. Oh, no, it looks like it's a, uh... It's, is this a text-based adventure? It looks cool, but not, it's not cool if it's a text-based adventure. <laughs> it is a text-based adventure. Fuck! But it's, it looks like an anime, so it has a bunch of cool stuff in it. Oh, well. That's a new game. Got me, Steam. You got me. <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, here we go. We're back uh, looking at new games. Serious Sam 2. Oh, no. System Shock 2. Like, how long have I been on Steam? You know I've been here for a while. You know I'm a gamer. Like, why are you recommending, like, such old stuff to me that Half-Life Source? Like, why? No. Because oh. it, it, it heard you talking about how much you like the old Quake rules, and it's like, these are <laughs> these are games that fit that mold. Oh, I don't like this new, this new Steam change. I really don't. Oh, this is the EYE, Divine Cybermancy. That was one of the first games we reviewed on Mash Those Buttons. That's in my list, actually. Yeah, I don't like it. No. Don't like it. Not a fan, dude. Not a fan. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, we'll see if they make that any better. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that's going to complain. If not, I'm going to have to start a riot. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. It feels like we're kind of dragging this along now. Uh, let's get to our last topic, shall we? Yeah, sure. Something that we've talked about already, so it's probably going to be a short topic. Uh, we talked about how the PS4 and the Xbox One are already out of date, and uh, somebody at Forbes agrees with us. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, hold on a second. I've, I've been using this pop-up block. Not pop-up block, but this... Uh, this track, this thing that stops trackers, and it's actually been stopping websites from working recently. The websites get more aggressive. This is really bad. Oof. You know how many trackers fucking Forbes has on it? A lot. Forty-five. Wow. Forty-five, folks. Forty-five. Just keep that in mind, huh? All right, so. Oh, there's a rebuttal article to this already. All right. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this article basically was talking about, it's from John Archer on Forbes, basically talking about how the Xbox One and the PS4 are already out of date because they don't support 4K resolution, which is a very good point. One of the reasons why the Xbox 360 did well and the PS4 did well. It's because they 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 supported 
1080p television. Or at least 1080i. Most of the games on the Xbox uh, played at 1080i, even if it was scaled up. And the uh, the PS4 could definitely support full 1080p games. Okay? That was a huge deal. That means when we made the switch from standard to high definition, you know, as a society, the game still looked okay. You know? I mean, of course, toward the end there, they weren't looking so hot, but the uh, the games were still looking okay toward the toward the end there. Uh, 4K resolution isn't a fad. It's not going anywhere. As your TVs die off and you need new TVs, they're going to be 4K resolution. And if the consoles can't support that, that means the games are going to look even worse than than you. Well, actually, the games don't look bad now, but they're gonna they're not going to look that great. You know, that's basically what that means. It's kind of like when you got your high-definition TV and you didn't have high-definition cable and you plugged it up to your high-def TV and it looked like absolute shit. Like, you know, that's 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 what we're looking at here and these consoles cannot support that. Sony, you know, the PS4 can support 4K resolution for Blu-ray, but it does not support 4K resolution for games because it's probably too difficult for the system to handle. They, the reason, I mean, they knew that the the sweet spot in the price point was 400 bucks, And they also wanted to make sure, well, Sony knew that. <laughs> Microsoft didn't know that at first. Um, and they wanted to make sure that they could get, not, not only sell the console for $400, but also make a profit off of said console. This is completely different from when the PS3 and the Xbox 360 were released. It took forever for them to start making profits off of the hardware itself. Um, so, you know, that's why we have this inferior tech inside the PS4 and the Xbox One. This is not new if you've been listening to the MASHcast. We've been talking for a while that the specs on, on the, like, you know, they don't even play up to PC spec. My PC games still look look better than the PS4 the Xbox One, you know? Um, now you couldn't tell that since I've been playing Destiny for two weeks and I haven't touched a PC game. But but still, that that is the case. Um, So yeah, we were right. But there's a rebuttal article that Nick pulled up. So the 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 rebuttal is basically it boils down to the new consoles are better than the old consoles. The PC so far outclassed the old consoles because they were that old. We needed a new jump in in the in the console technology. And everybody who really cares about graphics already moved over to PC anyway. So this is just for people who are playing consoles and they're happy that their consoles are better than the old consoles. That was the reason. Like, who cares? That was his argument. That it kind of doesn't. That, that if that I guess, which I guess technically is true. If if you are somebody who only cares about consoles and therefore you are not looking at the PC graphics state of graphics on the PC, then yes, this is a step up. Yes, this is the best you can get. And yes, this is great. But if you are paying attention to the greater world, um, then you'll know that, you know, you know, either, you know, by buying a system or building a system, um, you know, and I'm not saying that there may not be a significant investment greater than $400, but that, you know, better graphics are out there and that, you know, yeah, yeah. the, the thing is though, that, like these these systems, it, they're starting behind, and they're only going to get lapped. They can't they can't keep up. There's no. I mean, that's the thing. That's why it was important for the last generation to start out, you know, on at the best possible footing that they could. And you know, it, it, in a way, it's almost like you know, Sony and Microsoft were paying a tax for making sure that their consoles were you know, competitive with PCs by, you know, not taking a profit on their consoles for those first few years until, you know, technology kind of caught up with them. Um, you know, by choosing to, 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 you know, to make a profit on the games now, they've kind of conceded the war already. They, this isn't even, this rebuttal almost doesn't even apply to anybody who's actually a gaming fan. This rebuttal is more like, you know, what were Sony and Microsoft thinking by putting out such subpar consoles? And, yeah, I mean, you know, to and for right now, in the space that they're talking about, like if you want a premium console experience, yes, that's you know that's your that's your PlayStation, that's your that's your Xbox. Um, you know, if if Steam machines can become a thing, I mean, technically the the, the piston is, is that actually out yet? 
No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, technically, like, stuff like the piston exists. Technically, you know, technically big picture mode exists, and you could, you know, spend the money to, you know, hook your, your computer up to your TV and whatnot. And I suppose if you had a 4K television, you know, you could probably hook your, you know, your, your computer up to that and get some really amazing graphics on your TV. Um, but that's that's such the outlier at this point that they're not thinking about that. Um, I think really what they're hedging against is – at what point do 4K TVs kind of become the norm? And I think that you'll see over the lifespan of these consoles, you'll see you know 4K TVs begin to penetrate and eventually cross that tipping point. Um, you know, basically they're they're kind of in the same boat that Nintendo was in, except Nintendo waited one generation too long to make the jump to HD. Um, whereas here now they're at least they're both looks like they'll both move together. I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows what the next consoles will be able to do, but presumably the Xbox, what the, the PS five and the Xbox, whatever, um, the Xbox two, the Xbox two, right? No, at this rate, it'll be like the Xbox negative four, but, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, presumably they'll have 4k support, but I mean, we're, we're projecting way ahead here. So who knows? But yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it on the one hand, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, right now, I see. I mean, I, I think to a degree that he's right. It's like if you want, you know, like you, you, you're a graphics snob, and you you own a PS4, and you're not. I mean, yeah, you complain I do about the because graphics. I'm also a gamer. I'm a gamer first, Ex- graphics snob second. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's one of those things where there's plenty of people. Like, if, odds are, if you have the income and the means and the resources to have a dedicated gaming PC that can display in 4K, you can probably also splurge the $400 to buy a PlayStation or an Xbox. You probably have one of those systems in your house. Um, and there's and the thing too is that there's it's. That yes, the graphics are technically subpar to what you have on your PC, but you get those exclusives. You get, you know, the, the ease of access of connecting it to your TV, or you know, if you want to watch Netflix, it's a lot easier to just plug a PlayStation in than it is to. I mean, not that it's all that difficult to hook a computer up to your TV to watch Netflix, but it's like two or three steps more. So I think I don't know. It, it, to to a degree, he's right. It it kind of doesn't matter, but it, the ultimate point is not wrong, and and I think we'll we'll see. When, at the end of the console, at the end of these consoles' lives, like we'll 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 see, like just I mean, we're already running into issues where they're handicapping graphics on the PC because of the console, right? And so, I mean, well, you know, it, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how this change reverberates because it's the the gap is only going to grow. I think, I mean, if to to somebody who's not a gamer, I think the who cares if they're out of date you know, his reasoning is fine, but gamers are always going to want the best gaming experience. And that's the thing. If you already know your consoles are nerfed, that is going to reduce your experience. Period. Period. You know? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like, and that that's why it matters. That's why people care. That's why people care that, you know, a bunch of games on the Xbox One and the PS4 aren't coming in at 1080p. You know that they're not coming in at thirty at sixty frames per second. That's why it matters. It matters to gamers, but you know gamers don't read Forbes. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we we get angry, so you don't have to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like that, that that's why it matters. So it does matter to gamers. And but the, for this this guy is right. You know what was his name? Dave Dave Tier. Like he'll be right for people who don't who aren't gamers who kind of just you know play games you know they play some call of duty they play some mad eh, whatever it looks more realistic i mean for sports games like like it looks amazing like you know it's they, they make sure they do a great job with sports games but you know what the pc version of sports games look better you know <laughs> but uh yeah so oh that's that's why it matters i think that's gonna wrap us up you know, for Smash Cast in a few weeks, unexpected. That wasn't one of the breaks that we were looking to take. Now our schedule's going to be all off. You we'll, know, we'll adjust. We'll adjust. We'll adjust. So we'll see what happens. But uh, let's see what's coming out. Uh, nothing good until like the last week, which is next week, actually. Um, uh, a couple things. Well, if you have Killer Instinct, I think is that next week. Yeah, Killer Instinct Season Two comes out, which I guess is a DLC that you could buy, or you could just buy you know you could buy it flat out. Uh, Hyrule Warriors actually comes out on the 26th. That's a, if you have a Wii U, it's a good time to have a Wii U. 
Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor comes out next week. Forza Horizon 2 comes out next week. Uh, Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS comes out on the 3rd. Yeah, oh, man. wow. Yeah. Drive Club comes out on October 7th. It's uh, Alien Isolation, which I'm actually not too sold on. I'm not too sold on Alien Isolation. But it's coming out. So do, we know, do we know when the Smash Brothers for the Wii U comes out? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. Hmm. You know, Rise Son of Rome <laughs> comes out on PC. But I heard that was just a big tech demo. I wonder what it's going to look like on PC. Better. There's your answer. <laughs> it's going to look better. As for our last conversation. Okay, so that's going to wrap us up. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. We are on iTunes for your Android and iOS, sorry, for your iOS devices. We are on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices. We are on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash mash those buttons. Oh, sorry, twitter.com slash MTB site. Facebook, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. YouTube, which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Sorry for the delay. And we will catch you guys next week. Uh, not next week. We'll catch you guys later in the week. Oh, yeah, later in the week. Good job, Nick. Nice catch. Yeah. Good hands. Good hands. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, yeah we, we've been gone so long. Now we're going to be back like every day. You guys are going to get sick of us. Yeah. Well, hopefully I have some extra rage for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Just go sit in your room and get angry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Later. See you.